Hello and welcome to the Magnetic Woman podcast. I'm Pandora Paloma, a quantum transformation and business coach using a fusion of spirituality meets strategy for feminine leaders, spiritual entrepreneurs and visionaries. My mission is to help female entrepreneurs find their truth and step into their greatness boldly and unapologetically and create businesses that feel like home. I help women access and accelerate their magnetism by bridging the gap between who they truly are and who they present as to the world because from this space of wholeness, we find our power, our potential, our voice and our liberation. This show is for the multidimensional woman with a big bold vision for more wealth, more impact, more expression and more freedom. Each episode takes you on a journey of expansion across my five pillars of quantum transformation self, vision, expansion, embodiment, and magnetism. Some are solo and some are with industry leaders who are playing the same game, changing the conversation about women, success, money, power, and pleasure. I'm a mum of one, music lover, love maker, and all-round magnetism activator. Tune in and welcome to my world of magnetism. I am so, so, so thrilled to have today's guest on the Magnetic Woman podcast. I truly, truly believe that you are the epitome of what I consider a magnetic woman. So it's very exciting. Author, seven-figure spiritual mentor, queen of love, Sophia Sundari. Thank you so much for coming on to the Magnetic Woman podcast. It's a pleasure to have you. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Such a pleasure to connect and to dive in into all things magnetism. Exactly, exactly. And that's why I reached out in the first place. You know, I'm all about the magnetic woman and activating more magnetism. And for me, it's something that you radiate. So I really wanted to speak about sacred union because I know that that's something for me personally that you've really kind of helped me and feel very inspired by. But sacred union, I suppose, in business and relationships, because, you know, it all is one, isn't it? We are in relationship with everything in life. So let's welcome you. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? And I suppose I'm mostly interested in those, what I call the turning points. So the things that have got you to where you are today. Mm, Yes. Well, thank you so much for the acknowledgement and the compliment. Uh, uh, I do feel like um, it's a revolutionary approach to actually invite women into magnetism, which means to invite women into softness. And, oh my gosh, I just see how all of life invites us into the opposite, or so it seems. Because when I was growing up, I was looking at what seemed to be success and the cool kids were all kind of proving something. There was always like a sense of like, I need to get all those brands. I need to get all those outfits. I need to study in that prestigious place. I need to work in that prestigious place. I need to have a fancy car. I need to have it all together. And kind of this was considered to be success. And most like normally the way people understand that the way we go to success is through hustle and through pushing and through proving and through explaining to everyone how much we know already and how we don't need anyone's help or anyone's pity or anything like that. And uh, yeah, in my own journey, I've like, I was right there, right in it. And I then became a lawyer because I thought that that's what you do to be a successful person. (laughs) You just study for a profession that seems to be successful. 
uh, or bring success. And that was just not not what I was meant to be doing. It was just, I was so, I was in such suffering doing that job, studying first and then working. It was pure suffering. All I wanted to do was travel. And every time I would travel, I would take one day extra, two days extra, and so on, until my boss realized <laughs> that that was my case and fired me. And at that time, it was a drama. It was a big drama, which completely hit me. And I didn't know what to do with my life. And I could not imagine myself like finding the same job because I was really suffering. But it seemed like I was cornered. And I was like, okay, where do we go from here? I hate this kind of life. That I don't have any examples, any models of any other kind of life. So like, where do we go from here? I was I was in a really dark place and uh, really depressed because it seemed like there was no option. I was like, maybe life is, is complete here. Like I was really having those thoughts. Maybe it's over then for me because I don't find my place on this planet. But then just this graceful touch of the divine basically took me out of there because I came across personal development material. I came across quantum physics. I realized I am the creator of my reality, although it seemed like the most crazy thing you can consider. But I I connected to that and then life took me out of, of that misery. And then I ended up studying yoga, studying meditation, studying tantra, and um, leaving the country where I lived, completely changing my environment, completely changing my surroundings. And that was necessary for me back then to just have this like turning point, to have this like I completely close that door and I open a new one. And I don't think it's a must for everyone. I don't think such a radical approach is a must generally, but for me it was necessary. I needed to disconnect from my whole family for five years. I needed to disconnect from all my old friends. And uh, then I could find myself. Wow, what a starting point. A pivot, right? And it's so interesting because, you know, I really resonate with that story. It was like top of my game, you know, PR director, team of nine, owned a flat and just sat in a therapy chair one day and was like, I don't know who I am anymore. I literally didn't know, you know, you, I had the success, the hashtag success. But inside, you know, felt really lost and empty. And I think, you know, a lot of women, certainly I work with, got to that point. And that was the turning point in, you know, whatever variation that came in to a more spiritual way of being, a more receptive, you know, being receptive to life. And what a what a beautiful, you know, opportunity for so many of us to recognize that there's something different, there's something new, there's something Oh, alive and joyful, you know, away from, from that kind of programmed life. So what do you think, I'm always interested in that, what do you think was within you that allowed you to really fully step into that? Because, you know, that's courageous, isn't it? To, you know, it's kind of actualize it. Honestly, I think I was so sick of it. I was so sick of myself, of my version of myself that I... I was with I was so sick of my life that it just like it's like it was like either either like ending my life or like like breaking through like I think I really pushed myself to that point and um 
Yeah, unfortunately, that's why we need rock bottoms. That's why we create rock bottoms for ourselves so that we really literally have no other choice but rise. And um, I think, yeah, I think I just had enough. I really deeply, deeply, truthfully, profoundly (laughs) had enough of that life of misery. And it's not that like, you know, one day it was terrible and the next day it was all amazing. Like there were so many initiations on the way. And then once I really stepped onto this path of of the heart, path of consciousness, path of turning inwards and looking for answers inside of myself rather than outside or on Google or wherever I was looking for answers. Once I started going in, I had to face so much purging, so much karmic cleansing. It's like I had to recognize how much anger I had inside of me, although I never identified as an angry person. I had to see all the karmic blockages from like my ancestral lines around the relationships, around fulfillment, around effortless abundance. Like all of that had to be addressed and acknowledged. And then it could be alchemized and transformed. Yeah, beautiful. It's interesting. I wanted to speak about kind of divine union with you. And I suppose the first question I have is, you speak so much about the divine union that we create in our relationships, but do you feel like the first piece of that was a divine union that you created with yourself? Absolutely. Yeah. That's always the first step because it's not possible actually to have a sacred union or divine union with someone else unless we are sovereign within yeah. So this place of sovereign wholeness, uh, it's this place of, of, of integration, this place where we are no longer searching, this place where we're no longer looking to be rescued, this place where we no longer need to prove the world who we are, but we just have such a peace with ourselves. And we know that, yeah, okay, yeah, life will bring turbulence sometimes and, and difficult moments and so on. And still I got myself. Mm-hmm. And still, I don't have to prove myself. And still, I don't have to prove my worth to to be deserving. It's never a question of if I'm deserving or not. I am complete. I am whole. And then I grow as I keep evolving. Yeah. And do you find in specifically the kind of the relationship to your business that the journey of that kind of ripe relationship, that union that you have with your business has been um hard harder than maybe say a relationship with a person like I'm interested in sort of what has been the journey with your business because business is challenging as it you know our relationships but what is it that you think that you explore within yourself to allow that ripeness you know in all of the in all of the things in your world Mm, yeah beautiful question I feel like it's uh, like the like the relationship with the business is such an interesting thing. It's like such an interesting portal for evolution because it's like the lessons that I learned through growing my business and through really going all in with my business is something that nothing like there's no other aspect of life that can give me those lessons. So they are really unique, really specific. There's like so much around um taking humbleness down from pedestal. There's so much around taking money down from pedestal. There's so much around also just as a spiritual person to like really like normalize wealth and really big wealth and really see that if if that's in the highest alignment for my path, which it is for mine and it is for many, many other people, 
But if it is, then we, we may need to really release the blocks that we create with our own belief systems against that extraordinary wealth and that success in business. And then, of course, what, what is the hardest thing is like the question that I get so much is like, how do you remain soft and feminine and magnetic and you run a, a full-on successful business? Because it seems like business is kind of, seems to be identif- identical with like striving and pushing and, and you know, lacking sleep and uh, exhausting yourself and stuff like that. And, and that's exactly what is so important for us to unpack as, as the leaders of the new world is that actually if we want to create a new paradigm and empower the new paradigm, then whenever we are acting from the ways of the old paradigm, we, we are not meant to be succeeding. So meaning that like if we want to create a world where the values of the heart are at the forefront, where we really speak about care, deep care for us, for ourselves, for our relationships, when we speak about evolution of humanity's consciousness, and then we are like pushing and striving in business and exhausting ourselves, like we're not going to succeed. And we may make some money, obviously, because it's business, business is meant to bring money, but still you're going to feel so depleted and you're going to feel so uninspired. And so not fulfilled. So, yeah, there are, I find that this is really the work. Yeah, to bring our principles, our values into business, and not let the heavy, heavy, heavy old paradigm inform how we are showing up in it. Yeah, it's such an unlearning. It's um, I set an intention. I would say two, two and a half, maybe three years ago, to create more spaciousness in my business, and have been you know, developing uh, a relationship with my feminine because my masculine was, it was, you know, that was where I led from. That was really safe. And it's interesting that it did take that amount of time to, to be fully embodied. You know, it was a really conscious kind of creating space in my calendar, creating space in between client sessions, creating space, you know, for me on the weekends, like everything was about how much more can I keep leaning back and leaning back and leaning back and activating the space within myself that was able to fully receive from simply being and not always doing. And it's what, you know, I'm sure we both witness in the women that we work with. It's a really big process of unlearning, you know, because for so many of us, it's, it's so, so deep. What do you think the, the kind of the biggest, the, you know, the greatest tools, the tools that just really helped you soften and create that softness? What were the tools that you would say, you know, really supported that journey for you? You know, I'm not so much into tools, I have to say. I feel it's more about a certain state of consciousness but it's not even about, because sometimes people say, okay, what are the practices that I can do in between throughout the day to go more into my feminine? And it's a good approach. It can help. However, what's created like a real shift in my life is actually stabilizing in a different state of consciousness. It's actually understanding what true surrender really means and how can we lead and lead like very successful businesses from place of surrender. And then it's like when people feel, well, but to surrender means to do nothing or to be passive. And I say, no, no, no. Surrender has nothing to do with passivity, but it's actually plugging into such a spaciousness 
from where we are guided, from where we are moved. It's like you get out of the way and you allow something magnificent to move through you. And I believe that we all have had such states. Like sometimes it happens. It's like, you know, when they say, like when a mother sees a child that's about to get hit by a car and all of a sudden she gets all this power and she can just push this whole entire car. And it's like, how did it happen? Something came through her. It's mm-hmm. not a human, it's not a personal human power. It's something something way, way grander than that. And that's what I find that is a true feminine path, actually. It's this path of surrender, this path of getting out of the way, the path of getting the ego out of the way, getting out of the way, like the, all those like constructs that we even have to do something to be feminine. Yeah, but more like tapping into that vast, vast, big space from where we are simply carried. Mm, and trusting that what's coming through is all in divine timing and is for you. So I think the mind can often want to be like, oh, well, I've had this idea or I think I should not do this thing or I think I should do this thing. And But yeah, the mind wants to be like, oh, but can you? And is that possible? And so there's like the surrendering you know, to the, yeah, to the, to the mind that wants to maybe step in and try and make you think that it's not available to you. You know, that real sort of coming back to self-trust, you know, this is true for me and I trust that it's true for me. Um, yeah, I'd feel like that's been sort of, you know, a lesson, um, for so many people that I've witnessed in the last few years of self-trust. Do you trust that it's all happening and you're, feeling it, sensing it, experiencing it, hearing it, you know, however it's coming through, it's coming through for you, you know, do you feel like, um, there's a way in which we can listen, we can, we can hear more deeply, um, to be able to trust that these things are, you know, are for us? Yeah, I feel like it's, um, it's a, it's a process of deconditioning first of all to actually recognize the voice of the spirit it takes some deconditioning because if we, if we have a lot of patterns that are, are like like hooks inside of us and this might be our patterns from our own lives from our traumas it may be also ancestral patterns yeah like karmic patterns and things like this like when they hold a really tight grip it's very difficult to hear the voice of the spirit then it's just the ego that's pulling in different directions and there are those wishes and desires. Oh, should I go there? Should I go here? Should I go here? But it's very mind-driven and there is no sense of spaciousness to it. When the voice of the spirit doesn't yell, it's not like, oh, I have to do this. No, 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 no. I need to do this. I, need, I desire this. I want this now. This is the ego, yeah. which is also not a bad thing. It's not, we're not here to demonize this one, but it's good to identify and then when it's it's a, this real voice of the spirit and it's just a silent inner knowing, it's just, it feels like a, a, a harmonious, deep, connected experience. Mm, yeah. I always think that when I, I, in that morning practice of like, what do I need to do today? Who do I need to be? I always find that spirit's like, go enjoy yourself. Be pleasured. You know, and actually, mm-hmm. ultimately, Creator wants us to be in creation. So what will be in, you know, how do you get to be in creation today? It's not often going to be from, 
you know, the things that you're doing, but it's the things that you're feeling and experiencing, um, which I love, you know. So how do you then balance, how do you yourself balance, you know, the masculine and feminine within the business? Because of course there is action to be taken, you know, to move things forward. Um, How do you balance that? I don't actually. (laughs) I don't actually think about balancing it because I don't think it's possible. Mm. I feel like what's most important is to be so radically honest with myself and to choose to like to stabilize in my values. So for example, I have a value of that that as long as I exist, I will keep expanding. And what I'm doing, my work, my business, this is a legacy. It's not only for me. It's it's good that it's for me. I am benefiting from it. It's amazing. I'm so grateful to be doing the work I'm doing. I'm so grateful that I can express my creativity in all those ways. My work feels like a constant prayer to me. It's like this constant connection with with that which which moves me. But then what is more important is that this work is here to create a legacy. This work is here to alter and uplift the the humanity's consciousness. So then sometimes I have to let things shape themselves in a in a way that maybe is not like in accordance with my goals or my desires. Like, okay, I want to have this launch, for example, and I want to have like hundreds of people in this launch. I want it to be super successful, super bright, super big, but then it's not happening like that. And I see that I could push myself and I could go do an extra live. I could go and create more content. I could go and do create a better strategy or different strategy and all of those things. But do I actually have energy for it? Yeah. And then this brings this honesty with myself. And I'm like, okay, honestly, what is the right thing for me? Honestly, how do I feel right now? Honestly, to which extent am I capable of serving right now? And what's my biggest service actually in this moment? Maybe my biggest service is actually to switch off everything and just take care of myself yeah, because this will fill me up and then I will be able to give more. Yeah, but then it's like not being in this rush because it's like old paradigm mentality is always about, okay, make money now. Yeah, it's like quick, fast, now or better yesterday. Like, let's do this. Yeah, but in the surrendered paradigm, it's like, oh, it's like, I know if I deplete myself today, I will feel so uninspired and I will feel like so burnt out by these actions I'm taking that I won't be like, maybe it will you know, diminish my capacity to do this like in a longer term. And um, so these kind of things, you know, like I find that it's more about alignment with values. It's more about really holding those big standards for ourselves, knowing that my relationships are my priority, for example, knowing that I rather my team and myself would rather like spend some time with every single client rather than try to quickly, quickly respond to as many messages as possible. Like these are the values that are woven into my business and that's what supports the heart to shine through it. 
Mm, beautiful. I, it, it's making me think, you know, the idea of the old paradigm is almost pushing that idea that we need to find balance. Like, let's strive for balance, you know, which in itself is feels quite outdated now. So, you know, in, in your response, I'm like, actually, isn't it alignment over balance or aliveness over balance? Yes. You know, it's like that construct yes. of like, well, you must have balance. There must be a balance. Things should be this way. And it's like, actually, when you're in aliveness, you're in alive alignment. And from yes. that place, you know, creation and magnetism is heightened. So yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. it's like the thing is like finding balance, it already makes you feel imbalanced. It's like, you're like, okay, another thing I have to do. And then we put pressure on ourselves and then we blame ourselves for being out of balance. And then it's like, hang on, like, what was this whole thing about in the first place? Yeah, I was speaking to someone last week for the podcast and we were talking about relationships and, you know, that kind of old way of thinking is, you know, if the relationship is feeling stagnant, why don't you go on a date night? And it's again, this other thing that you should be doing that often is the thing that makes it worse because, you know, you're there on the date night and you're still not you know, able to communicate. And so it's just this other thing that you add to the list of things to do when actually it's, you know, often about stripping things back. So that leads me beautifully actually to, you know, you speak so beautifully about divine union. Um, What is the meaning of that, you know, for you and in the way that you teach it? Um, You mean particularly in relationships? In relationships, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, to me, it's... um, it's an intelligence, actually, like a sacred union is an intelligence that is more than the sum of the two parts, more than the sum of the parts of the people of the two of us in the relationship. And I find that, you know, I see it like love is this magnificent force that that always wants to pour through us. It's basically God that wants to pour through us and uh, by ourselves. We can only conduce that much, as much, because, you know, with our own limitations, with our own blockages, with our own, like, patterns and energetic capacity. But when the two people come together and they are willing, then there is so much more available. So the two of us, it's not just the two of us, it's actually so much more. And then through the two of us, through willing individuals who are actually willing to open to love, then this magnificent light can shine through and that that in, that accelerates our own personal evolution, our evolution as a couple, and also all the work that we are here to do and all the ways in which we are here to touch other people. All of that is amplified because there is so much more love that flows through. So that's how I see it. And it's, uh, uh, it comes, like, as we spoke before, it comes from our own sovereign wholeness because there's no space for codependency in sacred union. And of course, like patterns will come up because we're human, like we'll have things coming up. It's normal. But still, this kind of relationship is oriented towards evolution. It's not oriented towards healing as much, but more towards expansion and continuous growth and evolution. And that's why it supports our service. That's why it supports all the true, all the things that are truly aligned with the supreme path of our our souls. Mm, Yeah, I love that. And I remember hearing you say something about you know, one of the greatest things you can do for a relationship is to have that time apart. And I'm so, 
you know, I'm such an advocate for that, that there's almost, there's you and there's me and there's us, this sort of third, you know, energy that we create when we're together, but I don't get forgotten and you don't get forgotten so that we're equally fulfilled. Like I'm a mother and I co-parent and I know that on the weeks I don't have her, I fill myself up so much so that, you know, the week that I do have her, she gets my fullness. And it's exactly the same in partnership, you know, in relationship. And I suppose the relationship to business as well, you know, it really comes from that place of, of fullness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, because when we are meeting like from a place of depletion, this is when the conflict arises. This is when we cannot even recognize again, you know, if it's the voice of the spirit or if it's the voice of my karmic patterns that are wanting to make my partner responsible for how miserable I feel or something it's like yeah it's better to <laughs> when you feel funky that's why you know the first day of the period like it's really good to just be apart because this is of course a time of cleansing it's not time of like i mean can be exceptions of course but generally it's very really healthy to just come back to ourselves yeah yeah exactly and i suppose you know there's such a coming you know into kind of you know divine union and your union i always feel so kind of or in awe of your relationship it was a real um you were a real expander for me to really see that that was possible how did it develop you know obviously it takes both you know both partners and their sovereignty to get to that um how did it develop Mm, well thanks for sharing that first of all I'm really happy that it inspires you touches you um how it developed well um, well, first of all, he took my online course. <laughs> he took my online course for men, which is a really great course, by the way. It really teaches men how to connect to their sexual power. So he took the course and it's called Activated Men. And I, I saw him, like we had some Q&A calls and I saw him there and he was like a really good student. He was like asking a lot of questions. And then one day I'm going to India to teach at that festival and he is saying, I'm coming, I'm coming to that festival. And I was like, oh, okay, well, let's see. Um, and in the meantime, I was doing all the work on calling in my beloved. I was really serious about that. I was like, okay, I was just out of a horrendous relationship and I was like, I really want to do the work and I really want to like get honest. Although I already did 10 years of the work, yeah, but it was a very specific kind of work. Opening to real deal love. And then I come to that festival and he appears in front of me. <laughs> because I was thinking, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this guy. He said, but he will, he'll be too shy. Normally people are too shy to come to talk to me. So he'll probably be too shy. And then he arises and he says, hi, I want to introduce myself. I'm Oliver. I did your online course. I was like, oh, okay, that's you. Very nice, very nice. And I was like, oh, he's very, very handsome. But I'm not the kind of person who meets people at festivals and like, excuse me, like, no. But he kept showing up. Like he kept like being there and he was very like persistent in his presence. And I was like, hmm, okay, okay, let's see. And so I started opening 
and we started connecting, but then we still had to take some time apart because we both had some previous relationships that we had to finalize. So we took some time apart. We were not sure if it's, it's about relationship or it's about friendship or what was it, but there was this love between us. There was this real sense of care and this like clarity. It's like kind of like we were there for each other. Then we spent more time in India together in this real friendship. And then again, the energy just like activated us and we just trusted it and uh, went in. And I had to be very specific about what I was available for in a relationship. I had to set up some very clear boundaries. I had to say no various, in very specific cases because I was very clear. I was like, I'm going for a powerful relationship and I want to create a sacred union in my life. I'm not available for anything else on that. And I had to say no many, many times uh, to different men, but then also to him. And he kept showing up to that no. And that's what the right man will do. And when you say no to him, he will rise. He will not fall out. And he, if he falls out, it means it's just not the right man. And I was like, even though there were some moments when I was to just drop everything and just like stay with him and just like keep cultivating our love, I knew that I needed to be really confident that this man is the right man. And um, so with my continuous no, <laughs> he kept rising and he kept choosing me. And then I was more and more interested. And eventually it was pandemic and there was no other way for us to be together actually than actually for him to move in with me. I was living in Ibiza because the whole world was closed and then there was a, they opened one flight. Immediately he took the flight and he flew and, and uh, yeah, since then <laughs> we are together. And uh, it's just, it's, it's nothing like I've ever experienced, you know? I feel like it's like you really have to get ready for a relationship like that. We have to really do quite a lot of cleansing or a relationship like that even can be in the same relationship but like this when this moment comes when it really feels dharmic and it really feels like it's here to support your highest destiny it's like you really have to be ready for it you have to be uncompromising in your own standards you have to know your standards which is also a big thing but then you have to be uncompromising like completely 100 percent and then uh, yeah and then there has to be this deep deep acceptance knowing that it's not He's not here to replace your daddy or to give you what your daddy didn't give. He is not here to be perfect. He's not here to be flawless. He's not here for anything. He's just here choosing to share his life with me. And this mm. is a great gift. Yeah. So beautiful. It's really making me think, you know, the power of no. Um, and you said something earlier, like, you know, I wasn't available for that. It's like knowing, like, my standards, what I'm available for, what I'm not available for, what's a non-negotiable. Again, it all starts with you and that power and understanding of that power within, right? Um, and what will fulfill you? I love that. I love a love story. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> my pleasure. <laughs> so beautiful. So do you think your relationship has supported your business or has your business supported the relationship and in what ways, you know, is uh -huh. there a, a synchronicity in, um, in either of those or has one supported the other more than the other? I mean, it's interesting because in the past, every time I would get in a, into a relationship, I saw that my business would actually get, go to the background of my life and not be so important. And I was seeing that when I was single, like my business was actually picking up and I had more energy to direct to the business and it was not diluted. 
Um, and with this relationship, because it's so much about my supreme destiny and my business is also extent, like it, it is an expression of my supreme destiny and how my evolution in my business is also like, it's, it's really a, a dharmic thing. And so then there's a match, you know, and the relationship then is naturally supporting me and my evolution and that's how it's supporting the business so not necessarily because you know because i think sometimes women have this thing of like ah oh, well it's the man he is there supporting you cheering on you advising you and so on that's why the business works but i don't think it's like that i think it's more that like my relationship is aligned i am aligned my business is aligned so when I, the more alignment there is in my life the more everything prospers the more everything blossoms and expands so in that sense, it, it all works together. And another very important thing is that I believe that for every woman, a relationship will always be in the center of her life. Like love is always in the center of our lives. And no matter how successful we are in our businesses, if we feel unhappy in love, we're not going to be fulfilled. So that like fulfillment in the center of it, it's, it makes me better. It makes me a better boss for my employees. It makes me a better mentor for my clients. It makes me a better daughter for my parents because the core, the center of my life is, is really in the right place. Yeah. I always believe that behind everything there gets to be love, you mm -hmm. know, and behind everything is love, yeah. you know, in our service our relationships, you know, in you know, connection to nature, it's, it's love. And actually, I suppose the more that you can sink into that, the juicier it becomes, you know, mm -hmm. and the more it gets activated. I love that so much. So, so much. So I feel like in 2022, there was collectively <laughs> um, many cycles of death and rebirth, um, lots of shedding, lots of growth. Um what do you believe will open up for us? I suppose I'm asking in relation to, you know, business owners, feminine leaders. What do you feel like 2023 gets to be for us this year? Well, I trust that it's the year where we really understand this new paradigm of leadership, new paradigm of, of living life and where our alignment is meant to be uncompromisable. And when we stop thinking that other people, other paradigms, other ways can teach us, but we actually learn to really listen to ourselves and arrive into the place of alignment, surround ourselves with the right support. Oh my gosh, this is so important. I so wish more people understood this. That support, like the right support, the right mentors, the right infrastructure around us, it's just, it's like one of the highest forms of love. You know, to give that to ourselves, like, yeah. So everything that takes us into alignment, that has to be at the forefront. And um, I believe we have really, really big things ahead of us. And the ones who actually dare to wake up right now and purify as much as possible to be able to get out of the way of this magnificent that actually wants to move through us, this love that actually wants to move through us, I believe these kind of people have a very big mission and have a very, very important role in the evolution of humanity and in, in terms of where we are actually headed as humankind. So, yeah. 
big work. You've spoken to something, I think, in that support piece, like learning to fully receive, mm. you know, learning to fully receive, to be supported through the process of receiving. Um, do you feel like that's, um, well, I, I wonder, I suppose the question here is like, why do you think that can be so difficult for women? Because we learn to, to show that we are tough. You know, I was watching this documentary recently here in Costa Rica. They were showing a documentary about uh, surf surfers, women surfers. And these women, they, they, they had this goal to be in the same competition as men. And it was, it's like, it was kind of their life's mission to be treated not as less than men. And uh, many of these women are lesbians and they all look really tough. And when I look at them, all I see is so much fear. And what I see is like we, we had to toughen up because we got so hurt. Because we as, as women, like we are so delicate in many ways. And then we decided that in order to protect ourselves from everything that can happen to us, yeah, because we are like the easy victim kind of, yeah, because we are smaller normally and so on and so forth, then we decided that we have to toughen up and we have to create those protections around it. And it is so natural to decide that because it's like we have to have those coping mechanisms that protect us in face of danger. But I see that it's a big misunderstanding and it, there's no one to blame because there's just basically no education about this but i see that in this kind of protection all we do is we harden the pain actually and the pain becomes denser and then we disconnect from love actually whereas what we can realize is that yes it, it can be dangerous like being alive can be dangerous we can be exposed to all sorts of stuff and assault and rape and all those things they are far more frequent than we'd like to think however it's still not a reason to harden and that is like this is where we cannot receive because we decided that we have to harden but when we allow ourselves to receive then we know yeah it's freaking vulnerable to be alive it's freaking vulnerable to be a woman we have those soft vulnerable bodies and yet we're like in order to stay connected to god that's that's our yeah. way because without it life loses every meaning mm. yeah that finding that softness i've been saying the word delicious a lot recently and i've realized that that's just my word now like, does this feel delicious? You know, I want to live a delicious life. And my partner was like, that is your words. Like, that's you. When I, when he thinks of me, he's like, it's delicious. Cause you're just, you know, desiring that. Yeah. Just, oh, it's just, just, you know, it is incense and onomatopoeia, isn't it? Um, but the, so much of that will come from, as you say, the softening to, receive you know the softening to joy the softening to it all so I love that so much thank you thank you the last question I have then is what does being a magnetic woman mean to you to me it means to be a, a vulnerable and soft woman who dares to feel and who dares to to stay with an open heart actually 
even in the face of difficulty and great pain, and who doesn't lose her grace, who doesn't lose her refinement, who doesn't lose her class, even in, in face of yeah, things that she just doesn't agree with. And yeah, it's, it's a very graceful way to live a life, to remember that it's our natural place. It's our true place to be magnetic. And it's like when we are true to ourselves, true to how we were incarnated into this body, we are magnetic. So it's a woman who is natural, who is connected to nature, who is connected to her nature, who is connected to her breath, to her body, who lives from deep within. Mm, yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And where can people find you? Welcome to find me on social media. Instagram is my main platform where I'm very, very active and I create content almost daily. That's a great way to connect. Beautiful. And is there anything coming up? I feel like when you were talking about Activated Man, by the way, every woman yes. <laughs> was writing it down either for their boyfriends or, you know, partners, husbands. Yes. Like, I think, I think you need to do this course, honey, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have Activated Man, which is great for men. I have Activated Woman. That is a really good counterpart to that, which is like a, a course that teaches women to connect to their sexuality, their femininity. Um, and I have an in-person immersion that's coming up, which is really pretty exquisite. I have lots of other online programs which are wonderful, but in person, there's a special kind of magic when we're meeting in person and we're going to be meeting here in Costa Rica in, in April. Uh, yeah, the work that we're doing in the mystery immersions, it's like, wow, you get to be together with a soul family. And you get to open the body, you get to open sexuality, you get to open your eroticism while being deeply connected to, like deeply realizing your inherent spirituality. We create extraordinary magic there. Magic, so much magic. (laughs) I'm already in Peru on on an immersion. Um, (laughs) I am so going to be at the next one. Nice. Yeah, thank you. I will put all of the details in the show notes. Um, but thank you so much for your time. It's been such a pleasure. Such a pleasure. May your day be delicious as you are. <laughs> and to you. Thank you so much. Thank you.